ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you how excited I am to have such a hometown legend here in the presence of my mother's basement. A good friend of mine, Edward Stulock, aka The Millennial Realtor, is here with me in the studio, here to talk about all things either personal branding-wise, social media-wise, but also the other side of Eddie, which you don't think you'd probably see on Instagram because it's the part of his life that he doesn't talk about. But I have been very fortunate enough to experience this side of Eddie, and I'm here to show you that what you see online is exactly the same kind of person and empathy you will see offline. So without further ado, this is Edward Stula. All systems are good. All right, my lady dude, it's time for plan B. Thank you. What an intro. Man, do I feel goosebumps down my spine with that. I love it. I love it. Mm, Let's go. (laughs) Well, you sure do fit the part with, you can't see, but he's wearing a full two-piece suit, tie, and um, pocket square. Pocket square. Nicely uh, designed All encompassed with, uh, I guess we'll call them checkered socks and a very nice leather watch. Thank you so much. Now, just starting off, I know fashion has been something that you've always been highly into i was just in the back looking for a yearbook oh my you know exactly where i'm going with this now i do so it was your eighth grade year we gave out superlatives to specific individuals that as a grade you would vote on and eddie had the i think it was an anonymous decision that he won best dressed (laughs) yes i totally remember that i was in a nice i think it was a gray suit i had like a a tie i was in what seventh eighth grade i think it was eighth grade at the time so funny i couldn't believe i won that i was the new kid that came to school and i won best dressed i felt flattered and continuing now within your career just in life it seems to me that that same trend has obviously stuck with you today yeah definitely defines you as a person i think you express yourself through your wardrobe as most people feel uncomfortable putting a suit on you're more so to be no this is i like it this is my uniform this makes me proud you told me to come to this podcast dressed comfy and i came in a suit how you doing the guy doesn't (laughs) listen oh god um so touching upon that where did the inspiration come is this something you were self-taught or just growing up you're like hey I want to be different, and this is the best way that I can express myself. My mom gave me no option. She's like, I'm going to dress you. You're an only child. This is what you're going to put on today. So, of course, I threw a fit. I didn't want it, but boy, did I look dapper when I was young. And, of course, that just evolved, and next thing I know, I start choosing out my own outfits. All of a sudden, I'm dressing myself in these suits and stuff, and I'm like, all right. Well, you know, big win to mom because of her, so she was the big influence there. And obviously there's no pushback now because your mother's not going to want, she doesn't pick out your outfits now. You're, I mean, you're a grown boy. I, I guess. Yeah. Let's just keep that on the podcast. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so you still pick out your own clothes. You're your own right, stylist. Right. Yep. But the progression of, I guess, business casual, you, you still would do business casual, but you're more, I would call it more of an aggressive business casual because you would never catch me at 647 PM on a couch in a full, full piece suit. But still be able to that comfortable. You're not sweating. Not nothing. Sweating. You're looking great, by the way. Just want to point that out there. You look Listen, wonderful. When you look good, you feel good, you do good. And that's what I believe in. 100%. Boom. I think the same thing with sports. If you have the flashy equipment that makes you feel good, you are going just to elevate your game just a little bit more because that cockiness but confidence boost at the same time. You know you're the best dressed in the room. So you know all eyes are going to be, why is that guy wearing a suit? And then they're going to be saying, well, why, how come I'm not wearing a suit? <laughs> it's a neck breaker. Listen, start a conversation starter. They come up to me. Why are you dressed up? Well, let me tell you. And that just naturally leads into the next topic of discussion. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, listen, this is what I actually do, by the way. <laughs> and then we just get into business talk. So it's a great conversation starter. You post a lot of content on your IG, which right now, if you don't follow it, go to Ed Stulock on Instagram. Give him a quick follow. Um, but you post a lot of advice and a lot of content related around either business or social media and branding. And one specific thing that just stuck out into my mind was you had, you went on a podcast and you specifically talked about when you start a conversation with somebody, the first thing you do is you don't show them a business card. What do you do? I show them my Instagram. And why is that? Let people know why you think this is such a new wave because that is the digital business card of this modern day era 
people look at your business card. If you hand them a physical business card, they're going to look at it. And I promise you they're going to put it in their pocket. And I promise you when they get home, they're throwing it in the trash because it's just another piece of paper. Mm-hmm. When you exchange social medias, now all of a sudden, not only do you see what my life is about, what I do as an occupation, what my career is. Now you see my friends. Now you see my family. You see my lifestyle. The list is long and I can keep going. But now all of a sudden, the connection that we just made by a simple follow is so much stronger than a business card will ever give you. So the fact and the effectiveness of a social media business card, or right, I like right. to call it the digital business card, I like that, is so much more powerful than a physical business card piece of paper will ever be. So do you think in retrospect that business cards regardless of profession are either going to be obsolete or have become obsolete they will still be a big part of business and i'm never going to say i'm never going to have a business card ever again okay never and just like i for example as myself i am the real estate agent of course you know and within the real estate industry people still believe in the conventional route of marketing, branding, advertising, and that can be door knocking, cold calling, everything that was done in the 20th century, the 19th century, whenever real estate started, it still exists today. But adaptability is so important. So understanding the basic fundamental elements of any business and being a part of it and having that as a routine in your life and business Mm -hmm. is important, but you have to have an adaptability that is high. But you got to have that adaptability level. You need to adapt to the modern day era, which works. You need to change with the times and days are definitely progressing a lot faster than they used to be. Much faster. So with the old, these old traditional styles of marketing or advertising, these cold calls, these door knocks, is this something that you're still an advocate for and something that you still practice as well? Absolutely. I still do it. I just got a sale not too long ago from door knocking. So it still exists and it works. And just people have to be adaptable, though. That's the thing is that, yes, I am known for my social media presence and for my personal brand that I have online. Mm-hmm. However, right. you know, when I, and I discussed this in another podcast, is that if the plug of social media gets unplugged from the wall, who are you? Are you still someone? Right. That 40,000, whatever the hell I have now, is that still going to be an equivalent offline as well? Do I still have an impact on those 41,000 plus people offline? And if the answer is no, you're screwed. If the answer is yes, good. So again, knowing that social media is important, but understanding the fundamental traditions of whatever industry you're in or whatever trade you're in is still important as understanding what's going on today that works. That is some sweet information that you could provide. Um, Believe it or not, I think... A good friend of mine, Gary Vaynerchuk, said the same thing not too long ago. I'm assuming, I don't know if you even saw the piece of content, but he basically described what you just said as if your Instagram were to vanish today, do you have a business tomorrow? And I think today's day and age with most people, especially people just more so younger starting off with this new digital era, they wouldn't because they don't have the foundation. They don't either have the website to back up all the traffic that they previously made or have the connections that they had because maybe you connect with someone through the DMs. That's one thing. That's great. You make that instant connection on social media, but even taking it offline is as simple as a text message is one way to keep that contact like always with you instead of like that, that poof gone. Like, no, you make sure you're always staying connected with somebody. Of course. Regardless of, course. of social connection. And funny story about that. Gary actually stole my piece of content to make that. Cause I was the first one to make it. No, not really, but I think that's how it is. So I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> I made that content, and then he made it a week later. I was like, man. Hey, it's probably true. It's probably true. He wait, saw me. If, if anything, that content could always lead to your content. Boom. Like, oh, wait, Eddie, Eddie said it first. Eddie said it first. Eddie said it first. I'm the credible source. Thank you very much. <clears throat> I think so. <laughs> so. No, but I agree. But I agree. Absolutely. He's right. Listen, you need to you need to make sure that you're on different sources of platforms, not only Instagram, not only YouTube, not only Pinterest, not only email marketing, and not only email campaigns. You have so much more out there and you just have to be, you just have to be out there anywhere that you are. You have to be out there more. You have to get maximum exposure and not just through one source of a platform of social media or whatever it is. So definitely exposure and expanding that exposure. So you seem like you have a lot of in-depth knowledge on this subject. And I think a lot of people are going to question, especially people coming from my audience listening in is, 
how does Eddie know all these tricks and tips and why does why is he the social guru that we should trust right now just because he's on your show? And I want people to understand where you came from and the background that you started with and how you slowly progressed in this journey. Social media and real estate wasn't always your main priority, obviously. No. This is this is your plan B. That's the plan B. That's the plan B. And I'm rocking with it. And you're killing it and you seem very happy doing it. And everyone's happy for you. I'm sure you're happy for yourself as you <laughs> should be. But how did this come to be coming out of high school? What was your initial goals, your ambitions, and how did it, like, I'm going to say slowly because it takes time, it takes years to gotten to where you have now just from graduating high school. Right. It's good. What, seven years now? Let's say seven, yeah. So I'm like six. So explain that journey, that process, anything in between that altered decisions or changed the way you look at things to get you to where you are right now. I, I love it because it's such a great segue from your the point of this podcast, Plan B. You know, you know I had my Plan A, which was which was uh, established and created on a canvas designed by my parents. They were like, "Is that so?" Is they they said, "Here's your life. We are your parents. We are your friends. We are your investors. We are your everything." To tell people from home, where are your parents from? My parents are immigrants from Czechoslovakia. So they came here from Europe not knowing a lick of English and with the American dream in their vision. They said, we're going to reach that American dream. We don't know what it is. We don't know how to get it. We're going to get it somehow, though. And I applaud them because they definitely do. Uh, they've they've gotten it, and I think they surpassed what they, th- they thought they could ever do. And, you know, as an only child, mm-hmm. they kind of bashed me. They were like, listen, this is our project. This is our experiment. They're like, well, you're their blood. So they're like, this, you're our work of art. That's right. We're going to dictate this thing, and we're going to see where it goes. And listen, I can't blame them. Um, I love them to death, and they've pushed me towards what they were believing for the long time but one day when I grew up and you know I, I decided to cut my uh my hair which was like I had that too which is long I had that, mine wasn't as natural and as flowy as yours but I had that stage it was the hockey playing stages I had to have that flow as we call it right I was hockey players but no so I had to I decided to start becoming more of an adult and a decision maker of my own so I had to tell my parents that had this whole vision for me planned out mm-hmm. which was go to school get that nine to five, become a doctor or a lawyer or whatever those top uh, trades are. Of course. Get uh, the maximum amount of money that you possibly can because that's the American dream. And that's happiness. And that's happiness. And that's the definition of success. To, to immigrants, yeah. You know what? That was... To most people, though, I would still... To most people. Yeah. Of course. But... One day when I did grow up and I said, you know what? I don't want to do that because I'm not good at it. I'm just really not good at school. I'm not good at dentistry or pre-med or whatever I was studying. I don't even know. Science. And I was studying that stuff and I was playing hockey and I was doing what I thought I loved to do. Again, another thing that was pretty much just painted from my parents. They were like, hockey is what you're going to do. And I did. And I was good at it. You were very good at it. I was deceived. I thought, wow, because I'm good at it, maybe this is my life. Okay. And then one day, of course, came a big blow to my shoulder, right. which caused me to end hockey forever. And that sucked. That was, a, that was a blessing in disguise is what I like to call it. And that was the intro to my plan B. Because when I went home and I sat down to really reanalyze my life, I said, what is it that I love to do? Mm-hmm. And the answer right away for some reason was music. I was like, all right, cool. Like, what about music? I loved EDM. I loved the electronic dance scene, all that stuff. I guess it's just the European in me to love that stuff. But whatever it is, I I rolled with it. And I went to a concert. I remember how much the ticket cost. I remember I got VIP access. It cost $81. It was in Howell, New Jersey. Oh, so not too far. Not too far. And I went to go watch my favorite DJ perform. And his name was Dioro. And Dioro at that time was someone small, someone still uh, up, you know, next to an upcoming artist. Gotcha. And I loved it. And I had to go see him. And when I did, I had the best time of my life there. It was such a great night. And after that concert ended, I went to the back. As I went to go meet him, these two kids stopped me and they're like, yo, you're the hockey player from school. And I was like, yeah, but no more hockey. You know, uh, that was that was my past life. I'm looking to explore something new. Was this from Monroe or is this Penn State? This is from Monroe. Okay. Yeah, this was kind of just after hockey ended. My big blow and uh, when I took one in college, I was playing at Penn State hockey, uh, studying medicine there, and then I got injured. Yes. You know, just to get everyone on, on roll. Up to speed. Up to speed. Correct. So I was there for a bit. And then after that, after my blow to my shoulder, I had to really sit back and reanalyze. So this is, again, when I found music. So I come to this concert these two kids were like yo you're that kid from hockey from high school 
uh, long story short, they were like, hey, man, we're teaching how to DJ and produce music right now. And I took it. I said, maybe this was my calling for music. Maybe it was to learn how to produce music and just be a DJ or whatever it is. You know, again, going back to that, long story short, those guys changed my life because they not only introduced me to a passion that I've never thought I would ever discover, right. taught me about entrepreneurship, they taught me about business, they taught me about life, they taught me about just a self-made lifestyle, how that all works, and that is what led me to another stepping stone and another stepping stone and another one and another one, which has brought me to where I am today. So that was the real beginning of my plan B. Love it. It was a long one, I know. <laughs> I want to jump back a little bit into the beginning of that conversation. So okay. when you had that decision to ultimately go against your parents' wishes, how difficult was it for you to say no and be like, you know what, like this is this is my life. I'm going to do what I want to do right now. Is And right now, that's, that's music because that's what I just discovered. That was a very difficult time of my life as... I just hit my parents with such a creative trade and such a creative industry that usually people get bashed for. Oh, you want to be a musician. You want to be an actor. That's one of the toughest things to do. Good luck, whatever it is. And you don't get that support from the family. It's tough. You, you don't, you're not going to get that support because it's just an uh, uncalled, uh, not a common practice or not a common industry to go towards. It's not a liable practice. Most, liable. most people would say. Right. So that's a good word to say, you know, and, and I didn't know how my parents were going to react, but I, I was young. I was 18, 19 years old, something of that sort. And right. I'm 25 now. So when I was around that time, I, I really wanted to just risk it. Because I was young, because I was living at home, I still had the opportunity to risk it and see where it goes. If it goes great, great. If it does not, great. At least I tried now. Because later on in life, you're going to be older. And when you are older, you're going to have a lot more responsibilities and bills and all that stuff to pay for. And just a lot more responsibilities in general. You're not going to have the time to risk anything than an experiment. So this was the time for me to experiment. And I just took one for the risk. I gave it a shot. And I got exactly what we all expect, right? No support, no love, no nothing. Of course, of course. And they put me down. Boy, did they put me down. Never going to be anything. This is not going to work. Don't even give it a shot. You know what? You know, like now, seven years later, here I am. Of course. And they're my biggest support I've ever seen. So the experiment is working because it's not a done experiment. There's no, still never. so much more. It's never a done experiment. But I see where this is going and it's working. And that was because I risked it at such an earlier age. And that's what a lot of people have difficulty doing. They're younger. They don't know what to do in life. They don't know how to do it because they've been only given one option. Right. Here's school. Go to school. This is the only way. And good luck. All of a sudden, we're like in this position, this corner of, okay, well, I can't study anything else. This is what I have to do. So let's, you know, let's go for it. But I don't love it. But I have to do it because this is my only option. But I don't like it. But this is my only... And it always comes back to that. Right. I don't love it, but I have to. I don't know what I want to do, but I have to do this. Because no that, that's, this is what I was told growing up. This is what the news tells me. All the media outlets say. Yeah, of course. If you don't get that college education, you don't get that degree, then you're not going to get a job. So even though everyone's going to school and they think they're going to get this job, like I didn't get a job right out of school. Even with my degree, I still got an internship. I wasn't getting the work that I thought would... I guess, come more easily to me just because, oh, now I have this degree saying, look at my skills. Here's a paper that says I'm certified in what I went for. Hire me. You know, it's funny you say that. And I really want to point this out. I, my confidence level that has, that has boosted and evolved into what it is today mm -hmm. would never have come if I didn't find my passion and find what I actually am good at and what I love to do. Right now, I am not a college graduate. Nope. I, definitely not. I don't even have my associate's degree. Am I proud of that? No, I'm not. But I'm not mad at it either. But does it really matter? I don't know. Today, people will argue that it does, that it doesn't. That's fine. Let them think what they want. They can bash their head against the wall. I'm good. I know what I'm doing. Let's argue so, five years from now and see where those people are exactly. at. Exactly. Go ahead and argue with yourself then. Right now, I've been working and sharpening my iron of a skill set that it is today. Social media, personal branding, networking, whatever, entrepreneurship, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That I've been sharpening for the past seven years on a daily basis. I've seen it. And I am no college degree, graduate thing. I, no, nothing. I, and I'm not. Still, I'm still going to school slowly but surely. But here's the funny thing. Mm-hmm. 
one of my favorite quotes is, is if you know what you're strong at, make that strength stronger. Right. If I were to walk into any company today and tell them how I'm going to change their business or change their uh, mindsets or change their whole plan for the better, I will tell them exactly what kind of value I will bring to their table. And there's no way that they're going to say no. And why do I know that is because I am that confident that I know what my value is when I bring it to the table. I make sure that I bring the bread and the butter and the wine and the glasses. And I bring a lot. You're the party. I'm the when party. You walk into that I'm door. the party. I'm like, yo, I'm the party, okay? <laughs> you showed up and everyone's there just to hear and see what you have to say. Yes, but that would not have come if I didn't sharpen what my skill set was, my strongest skill set was. So I made sure that I sharpened that thing to a point that hurts, man. Number two pencil. The number two pencil. I sharpened that thing. <laughs> <laughs> but again, going back to that, I know what I'm good at and that's what I'm going to bring to you. If that is a skill set that you're desiring or a position or a, a job title or whatever the hell you're desiring, I am that guy. No college degree or piece of paper is going to tell you that I'm that guy. It's worked. It will continue to work. And this is why you need me. So going back to that, do you really need to get a paper or whatever it might be? Some will argue yes. Some will argue no. But again, if you are good at something, why would someone say no to you? I don't see any reason to deny that someone based off the confidence that you just delivered and the amount of security I feel with how you one how you speak to presentations a big factor in how someone accepts or believes what you're saying dressing in a suit kind of makes you a little more believable if you were to show up <laughs> to a company and say hey I can offer you this this and this and this value and I want this in return and you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt they're gonna be like okay like where's the other guy we were expected to see like I want to see the real the real man that was supposed to walk yes. through the store or woman who was supposed yes. to walk through this door but having that Having the game plan set before you go into something and knowing that, hey, these are my strengths, I'm going to focus on these, is something that's so huge when it comes to running businesses in general. Because if one day, everyone has their own ambitions or goals, if you want to run a business, at first you wear all the hats because no one else is there to help you work. And you got to work from the ground up. Without a doubt. you got to be in the dirt, as Gary would say. And I still am. Of course, you, but you look great. Oh, thanks. But <laughs> I'm missing my hard hat. <laughs> it's in that dirt where you will really find out, okay, I know I'm really good at one, two, and three, and I'm not good at A, B, and C. So as I grow my company, I will outsource for things such as these. So then I can hire professionals who are solely dedicated to either making my content, doing my Google AdWords, being my PR specialist, where I can maybe focus on running strengths. my strengths, which can be just running this company to the best of my ability, making uh, my business connections as strong as they can be, or whatever your strength is. Everyone has their own strengths and weaknesses. Four-hour work week. Did you read that book? I have not. Well, let me read it for you right now. You ready? Read, read it to me in 30 seconds. In 30 seconds? I can do it in 10 seconds. Okay. If you can't do it yourself, you delegate. If you can't delegate, you automate. And if you cannot automate, you eliminate. Boom. There's your book. And that book is about, what, 200 pages? That's a great ebook. That's a great book. I'm right? gonna make a quick segment of an ebook, <laughs> five seconds by Eddie, and that's the ebook. But to rephrase that one more time, Repeat. if you cannot do it yourself, you delegate. If you cannot delegate, you automate, and if you cannot automate, you eliminate. Why? Because when you focus on your strength, you now are focusing on something that is going to bring not only money into the operation, which is important, mm -hmm. bringing in more money for the operation to run, of course. So if you get to the point where you cannot do something, for example, quick example, I get this a lot from a lot of my students. My students are based uh, mainly uh, realtors from around the world. Right. A lot of them come to me to learn social media, personal branding. And one of the common problems that I always hear is, Ed, I need a website. Ed, I need a social media manager. Ed, I need a logo designer, okay? So going back to that, okay? If okay. you're that person, you're listening, right? You need a website. You need a, a logo. You need social media manager. You delegate that because obviously you suck at that. Right. Don't focus on that so much because all that time that you're now going to spend 
designing your own website with a I don't know, let's say some sort of quick uh, cut and cut and drop Use right, or something. Right, cut and paste, copy and paste, whatever kind of drag and drop. That's the thing. Yes, drag and drop website design build. You're gonna spend let's say a whole week on designing your website. You're gonna spend a few days designing your logo, and you're gonna spend a few days figuring out how to work social media, how to manage it, how to post. Few days. Try a few weeks, months. Okay, so now let's say that just turned into a whole month of a process, which is very short. Yeah. That month, you could have probably, as a realtor, you could have probably been out there working on getting more prospects, working on selling more houses, working on working with more clients, trying to get your exposure out there. And that whole time that you could have been doing all that, you could have probably generated a good few thousand bucks, which could have been put into your operation. And the other few thousand bucks could have been put into delegating all of that work to someone else that actually likes to do what they do. So not only would you be delivered a quality product, you would also save a lot of time and bring more money into the operation for our work week. So I think this comes down to is just spend your time wisely. If you know that you're capable of doing something, either getting that house, getting a new client, getting a new sale, versus you know you can't delegate the time to make all this stuff for your social presence, your online website, or anything along that nature. Maybe you're trying to make merch for yourself. Anyway, you're not going to be the one designing all these things. You didn't go to school for graphic design. So yeah, it's really cool to try to teach yourself these things now because you think, hey, I can learn this. It'll be useful down the line because I can continue to do this kind of stuff for myself. Right. But all you're really going to be doing is taking away your own valuable time nice. that you can be putting in the field versus delegating to somebody else who one this is their passion too can do it a hell of a lot better than you can damn brandon hit him even hit though him it's not even though it's not you're the one doing it it can still be your vision it can still be your input just because you're not the one creating it doesn't mean okay, so think about it like this i just thought about this so when you have mel gibson like one of these directors or spike lee or anyone who's making a movie they're the director they're the one behind the camera they're the one telling people hey i want you to do this i'm gonna make this come alive and once it's done, once everything's shot and recorded, it goes to an editor. Now, the director doesn't edit the film. They're with the editors piecing together the puzzle, but the editor is the person who puts the final product together to make that director's vision come to life. And let's say, listen, we can, we can throw a few thousand other analogies at of your course. audience because there's a ton of these things. Building a house. You got contractors, you got the workers, you got the people that are actually architecturing this whole thing. You're planning it all. There's everyone behind this whole plan to make this one house. But... The guy that says, hey, this is how it's going to go down. Now we need the rest of the team to come and do it. You don't see the architect on his knees, you know, going to town, building right. this foundation. No, you don't. You don't. So, again, the movie. You got a producer. You got everyone else. He's the one delegating and telling everyone how to do it. So, just really wanted to throw that out at, yes, at of people because there's a lot of people that want to do everything themselves, and that's fine in the beginning. Of course. Again, an entrepreneur yourself. For example, let's just pick you right now. Go ahead. You just started this podcast, Plan B Podcast. It's a, a beautiful baby of yours, and you have a lot that you're taking care of. Social media, you're getting the, you're getting guests onto your show, coming up with the logo design, the website, you're coming up with everything. It's a work in progress. You have to do that, though. So, right now, you're the CEO. You are the, the marketing director the chief creative officer you are uh, i can name 15 more titles probably that Correct. the audience doesn't know about but this is you you're doing this a few years from now you're going to have someone that's going to come up to you and say i'm ready to help you out with it because it's such a cool thing and all of a sudden that two persons turns into four into eight into 16 and on and on because of what you've built in the beginning but you have to have a few hats in the beginning so i completely agree yeah <laughs> Because especially if it's your vision and no one's going to help you with it, you need to be the one setting the putting the ball in motion and Oof. being the first person to kick off. Oh, man. I got to lead into that one. All right. So segue. Great segue. Shoot. Right. This is another tip that I just want to throw out there. Something that has helped me so much, so much, okay, is there are so many people that say that they want to work with you and they want to help you out. But realistically, everyone has their own interests that they want to take care of and secure, right? Right. Everyone cares about what happens for them at the end of the day. So how can you and I help one another? You know, going um, just based off of, off of that concept. And one of the things that has helped me discover so many more opportunities and has helped me grow even quicker is when someone says they want to work with you, what kind of value are you bringing to my table? And what kind of value am I bringing to your table? 
That's number one. Number two, this is the biggest part why I wanted to introduce this topic, is I work with people who believe in my vision as much as I believe in it. The reason why is because they are going to want to have, just naturally want to push what I'm doing because in some shape or form, it's going to help them and vice versa. Whatever I do is going to help me. However, it's also going to help you. I scratch your back, you scratch mine, but that needs to be taken to a whole nother level when it comes to business and personal branding or whatever it is that you're really pursuing in life. Work with those who believe in what you believe in. Because that collaboration is going to be a, a beautiful thing, I guarantee. Not only work with those who believe in your vision, but don't hesitate to give a quick thanks back. Have empathy for whoever you're working with or forever who's just supporting you in whatever your endeavors are. You know you're doing all this stuff for yourself, but in the end, it's you're impacting a lot of a greater audience that you can you couldn't imagine. Absolutely. Listen, without the work and the, the help of the people that I've worked with in the past, you know, um, I just joined not too long ago an agency, uh, Remax, Remax Platinum here in North Brunswick, New Jersey. The reason why I joined that agency and not some other agency, and everyone asked me, why that one? Why that one? Why when ours is the best and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in my vision as much as I believe in it? And they're clueless. Uh, well, I mean, if you, uh, if, you know, start stuttering and okay, I'm, thank you so much for the opportunity. No, thank you. When I came to Remax Platinum, the, that was one of the first things that I even went into the whole interview process. When they interviewed me, I kind of interviewed them as well. Nice. Like, do you believe in what I believe in? And if you do, then this could be a beautiful collaboration. And, you know, after a few trials and a few interviews and a few meetings, you know, uh, yes, that answer was yes. And today it's being proven. And to lead to, to what you were saying, giving that big hug and giving that a big thanks to everyone that has helped you out so far. Everyone at my office, my broker, Gene, my, my partner, Angel, I give them a hug whenever I can because without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's because of them I am where I am. It's because of them they believe in what I do. And this is, again, why I'm where I am today. So they it never goes unnoticed. My love for them and my support and my thanks never goes unnoticed. And I hope, I hope them listening to this right now, <laughs> they understand that. Well, I think it definitely does go noticed because not only do you post about it and then obviously they can see it because one, most of the time they're with you when you do post about it. But two, the things that people don't see off IG or Twitter or Facebook, whatever social media you post on, is they don't see the real side to Eddie, which I can humbly say, which is no different from what you see online. Everything's being disclosed front and center, and you make that as clear as possible. And I think that is a really big factor to why people grow such a liking towards you. You're very enjoyable and you have a really, you have a brightening presence to a room. You really make, you know, you stand out not only just because you're clothed, but you have a voice that tends to be heard by more than just one. You're making me want to cry. Well, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I make sure that authenticity is one of my things that, uh, that uh, just rays off of me, just beams off of me. Authenticity transparency, honesty, likability, and on and on. There's one thing that I want to touch upon that we kind of skipped over a little bit. How did the transition from you were at this, you were at your concert, you met up these two guys, which I think I know who you're speaking of. Yep. Radio Smash. Radio I Smash, yes. We, I met Sal. Yes. I met Sal when we were going to get sushi. He's a phenomenal guy. Very yeah, man. That's that's all the only people that I hang out with. You know, you got to hang out with those that you want to become like. That's your support system. That's your that's your hotline right there. When things are going... Can we curse on the show? Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> shit, my bad. <laughs> when everything is going to shit. Yeah you know that you have that support system behind you to back you up. So you give them a call, you shoot them a text, you make sure that they know that, yo, like you're good. You're good. We're here for you. We understand the struggles that you're going through. We went through them. We're here for you. And vice versa. They're going through a bad situation. You're there for them. Uh, as, as much as they believed in everything I was doing with uh, music production and DJing, whatever else I was doing back then, it was fun. It was all fun and games. And I was there to help them out because in another book that I read, Right. Called How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's a people. common theme around here. Read books, people. Read books. Damn it. Read knowledge. <laughs> they actually help. Knowledge. I think so, too. <laughs> I read this book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and I believe it was chapter four. For those who are listening, if it wasn't chapter four, my bad. I'm not that good of a reader, I guess. <laughs> chapter four, let's just go with that, was show genuine interest. 
So when I took that chapter and I took that concept and I applied it to my business and my life, I applied genuine interest to these guys, to Radio Smash. I showed them genuine interest. I was very loving and very caring for everything that they were doing. And I wanted to show them that I actually care about what they're doing and I want to help them. I want to help them out with anything that I can do. And at that time, it was music production. It was my ear. It was my creativity. But then it slowly started off going towards social media and I took over their social media and just all of a naturally kind of unfolded naturally because they couldn't do it they were too busy and they were like here's our account post for us and I was like okay and I did and I posted once twice three times all of a sudden I'm like damn I'm actually good at this stuff this is fun and not only am I posting but like I'm actually getting a following and I know how to get your desired following and I'm like hold up hold up now I know, yes, yeah, Brandon, light, Brandon light bulb just did going a, off. Yeah, you just did a little light bulb, a little thing. Yes, the light bulb went off. I said social media, I'm pretty good at this. I have a logical understanding of how to do it and how to grow it. So let me do that for them. And as I did, time went by. What is this, 2014, I'm thinking? 20, 2014, yeah, 2014? yeah. 2014, 2015. You know my timeline too well. I'm good. You and your brother, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were just there the whole time, though, and you know. So... It was at that time I started realizing social media, my strength. That's my skill set. That's what I'm good at. Let me focus on that a little more. Right. That's when I discovered um, these. Uh, no, that's when I was discovered by these guys um, called Leave Normal Behind. Leave Normal Behind was just a movement of you know creating things that matter, becoming the best version of yourself, and doing things of that sort. And that was a movement that helped me even more with the understanding of social media and digital marketing and branding. So that was when we were discovered by a gentleman named Kevin Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. Oh, wow. And so now we... Really? Yeah. Okay. So Kevin Jonas was a partner for a while, and we worked in New York City for Blue Market. We were doing app development and marketing and things of that sort. So now I was under a wing of a social media and a big celebrity influencer. So that, there were a few things that we learned from them, right? Not too long after that, let's say 2015, 2016, we were discovered by Gerard Adams. Gerard Adams, the founder of Founders yes. of Elite Daily, a big blog, correct? I'm familiar with him. Yes. So then we were discovered by another social media influencer. He currently has about 300,000 plus followers on his social media. Pretty relevant. Pretty relevant. Yeah. And is uh, a big guy, you know, so we were under him for a bit. And again, another individual that just saw our skill sets, saw our value and brought us under his wing. I was there for a little bit because it was at that point that I realized that I don't want to do this stuff for anyone anymore. And during these times, I was doing social media managing and marketing and content creation for these individuals and these companies and these movements and whatever else there was. So it was a good few years that I learned a lot every day. A lot of experience and exposure exposure that you got. With the right people, which was, uh, I worked, worked to get there. And then... I started to realize that I want I don't want to do this for anyone else. I want to do this for myself. And that is when I said, I need a new career in life. And that was when I was looking at real estate. Oh, you can make a lot of money, blah, blah, blah. Great. Let me jump into it. And you can look dapper, right? You can oh, of get course. Of course. Of course. Me, Mr. You know, fashionista of the eighth grade. <laughs> Best never, dress. Never going to let that down. Never, never, ever, ever. So I like those two things. You know, you can make a lot of money. You can learn about real estate. You can get dressed up. I loved it. I wanted to do that. When I got into it, this was two two years ago, two plus years ago. So let's say 2016, end of 2016, 2017 is when I realized that now I'm in real estate. I kind of have an idea of how to sell real estate, but, but, but I saw a gap between a realtor and the understanding of social media and personal branding. I think we're getting somewhere, people. Oh, yeah. I think we're getting somewhere. <laughs> go on, go on. I saw that gap, and I was like, okay, I got the perfect bridge for realtors to learn. What year is this? 2017. And right now we're in 2019, we're just in 2019. Put into perspective. For the future this doesn't listeners. Happen, this doesn't happen overnight. This definitely did not happen overnight. And there's so much more still going on. Of course. And oh, man, the stuff that I just learned about today. Oh, I can't wait to tell you. Nice. But going back to that, right? 2019 now. This was 2017. I got into real estate. I saw the gap. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be that person that fills that gap. I know social media. I know personal branding. And I know the problem in real estate. And that is the lack of social media and personal branding. And I'm the person that knows social media and personal branding. So I'm the millennial realtor. 
going about my daily basis of selling real estate, but also inspiring and teaching realtors around the world about how to build a social media presence and a personal brand that matters. I think that one is very wonderful that you're not only contributing to yourself, but you've also taken a lot of this time while working on personal development, but also providing value to the growing community that has been living on your IG since 2015. Yeah. This family that slowly and progressively evolved into what it is today. The Ed Stulaks of the world <laughs> are very proud of what you've done and what you're continuing to do. And I just want to clarify for people listening that you think we start off the show by saying he liked music. He went right into real estate. You gotta, you gotta picture this. It's many years in between these two events happening. It takes a lot of time for someone to, okay, I want to do music. Okay, fine. Then you got discovered by leading or behind and I'm doing social media and branding for other people. And now I'm not really liking it as much because it's not centered towards me and I want to focus on my brand. And then you decide to make that change to go to real estate and do your own personal brand. So it just, to put into context for people listening, it takes a lot of time, a lot of your time, personal time, taking away from friends and family and events that you probably wanted to go to but couldn't because you're too busy dedicated working on your end goal, which is to live the best life that you can through your various, uh, not incomes, through your own endeavors. means of wealth and your own endeavors. Boom. Being your own boss living on your own terms, which I think today, my recent friend of my last podcast just said that I think people in today's day and age are trying to live the laptop lifestyle. So yes, I, I have my nine to five and then I have my five to nine. Mm. Ooh, deep. I got my nine to five Ooh. and then my five to nine. Cause from nine to five is real estate. That's the hat that puts on. That's my hat. That's, that's your hat. My life. Nine to five, real estate, five to nine, social media, my personal brand. It's always a thing. It's from nine to nine, realistically. Of course, because ABP. ABP. Always be posting, baby. <laughs> Listen, it's so important to be focusing on what you have to do and focusing on what you want to do. And that's a business. Uh, sorry, that's a balance that everyone just has to go through and should go through. So there are things that you, for example, have to work at the cafe. Sure, no problem. But that ends at five. And then from five to nine, you work on what you want to work on. If you want to nap, go for it. Hey, it's a part of life. No one's yelling at you. You want to read? You want to watch Netflix? That's fine. Go for it. Own it. Own the hell out of that. I know <laughs> I do still today. Of course. Oh my God, I watch some shows today too. It's a normal thing. I need my balance. But right after this podcast, it's what, seven o'clock? You know, I am headed to the office to continue working on what I want to do. I got I got clients to call. I got students to work on. I have a personal brand to build, content to create, a social media. A course to make, mind you. course to make. I have a course that's coming out for realtors around the world, real estate professionals on how to build your social media presence and personal brand. I'm so excited to get that launched. So there's a lot that, that is in the works. Yes. And that's been in the works for quite some time now. I know more than a couple of months. Absolutely. Planning probably took back in 2018 and execution is finally developing and coming too. That's amazing. Do you have a set release date yet in mind? Oh man, I did. Okay, <laughs> it, you went, did. it went from end of 2018 to end of January of 2019 <laughs> to end of February. All right, now we're in March. <laughs> so it keeps being pushed back, but that is because I keep tweaking the quality of it. Of course. Improving it. Now here's the thing. That was that's a mistake on my end, and I will ever gladly admit it. And perfectionist, perfectionism is such a bitch. Do not focus on perfectionism because it's never going to be perfect. No. Never, ever. No. Just release. Just execute. You just have to, and it'll improve over time. The next course that I make will be ten times better, and the next course after that will be ten times better. So it's that's the stuff that you have to go through. Just execute. Right. So for those listening, when you don't know what to post. For example, you don't know what to post. I don't know. I don't know if I should post my personal life, my business. Just post. Just post. The next post will be a little better. And the next one after that, a little better. And then after that, a lot better. A lot better. A lot better. <laughs> it's when you get into that cadence of just consistency. And like you said from the beginning, you don't know what to post. And then after you learn, you're like, okay, well, maybe this post wasn't the, the image or the message I was going for. You learn from that. You don't post the same content again, but maybe you want to post something similar to it, but maybe you, you put a message to it, or you put a, this hashtag instead of this one, or use this sort of lighting. You cater it to your own specific needs because, let's be honest, not everybody is going to be a realtor. So, That's although right. the things that you've 
talked about and discussed apply to any sort of personal endeavors you are taking or even within a company you work for yourself. You can take what you learn from this and apply those same tactics to a digital campaign or a digital movement because absolutely you do not have to be a realtor to take everything that we've discussed today and all the advice and implement it into what you're doing you could be in any industry you want you could be doing whatever it is that you want a lot of these tips and tricks and these points that we've pretty much discussed today are all relevant to any sort of industry that you're in or whatever hobby you're in or interested in they're really really no of course but it really is and I just have a personal question for you, for people who are doubt, people who are just doubting out there, people who claim to say, "Oh, like this is all bullshit," like none of this is true. Eddie's not really; he's passionate about me and my social media endeavors. He's only focused on his. He's set, he's center focused. He's he's such a narcissist. He only such cares. A narcissist. He only cares about his views and his only Instagram. Mine. And I want to just say for the record, I don't think that's true by any means. But how would you address someone to who approached you like that? Hey, hey, man, I see what you're posting. You're kind of fake. Kind of fake. Kind of fake. You're not being genuine. So like that's why I chose not to follow you. What, what would you say to someone like that? I get those people. And I say, why are you keep following me, number one? Why are you still on my journey, number two? Did you learn a thing or two from my social media, number three? So, and if, you know, if the last one is a yes... <laughs> then obviously I helped you in some shape or form, so shut up. <laughs> obviously you did something right. So I, I'm not helping myself only. I know that's a great way that is going to help myself, is by providing value to others. Just think of it this way. My simple little quick example and analogy, I always talk about this, is I'm going through the food court at the mall, and those Chinese people giving out free samples of Chinese chicken or whatever it might be, you right. know I'm running there. I'm grabbing that sample because it's course. free. It's free. But I think about that every time I run through the food court now. Where's that free sample? And I come back there, and somehow they always get me to go into their line, and I always get their food. Okay, great. You, I'm, I'm handing out Chinese samples. That's what I'm doing on social media. So I'm handing out samples of tips and tricks and um, strategies and techniques and methods that work to grow your social media and personal brand. If you are a person that's looking to grow your social media and personal brand, I'm probably a good person to follow because I'm going to give you golden nuggets that is going to help your business out and your personal brand for the better. So why wouldn't I? Uh, why why wouldn't you want to follow me? Right. So yes, I'm absolutely helping you, but and yes, I'm absolutely helping myself, but I'm not doing it in a bad way. So absolutely, I love what I'm doing. I worked my ass off to get where I am. Of course you do. And I'm still working on it. And you but look good doing it. Thank you. And I make sure that the people that are on my journey get acknowledged. They get the love. They get the support right back from me because they give it to me. Those that don't, I just simply show them the door. Simple as that. If you don't want to be a part of it, that's totally fine. I'm not going to stop you. If I'm not you want to be force a part you of it, either. I'm not going to force you. But all the love and all the support that I always get never goes unnoticed, and I make sure that I give it back tenfold. You hear that, everybody? Ed Stulock does appreciate you. Kind of. No, I'm just gonna- <laughs> kind of. He does love you. He does appreciate all the things that he sees Absolutely. on his Without end. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I love, I love everyone. Obviously, I really um, having a following as big as you do, some wouldn't consider that big. I think it's massive. 40, 41,000 and closing. Let's get that number up a little bit. Hey. Um but even with the size that you do and the amount of magnitude of content that you put out, you still take the time to be appreciative when you can. And that's the biggest way to impact people is saying, hey, I know you're listening. I know I might not always respond to you, but know that like I know you're there and don't ever feel discouraged to reach out to me. I know that's you, right. you, get reached, you probably get DM'd a lot. You can't reach them all in one day. I even text you and you go, like, hey, man, like, I'm busy. Like, I've been friends with you forever. So I don't, it's something I take personally. <laughs> I don't take anything personally. You're just a busy guy. Yeah, there's there's a lot that goes on. But I make sure that I have a time where I sit down and engage with everyone. Because without them, I wouldn't have that following. And I, I look at my social media following as my family. This this is my community that I've put together. And, and it's just amazing that they're all on my journey helping me pretty much towards my vision so why wouldn't i say thank you to them if they reach out to me even with the stupidest things sometimes right i get random messages but i make sure that i reply i do so simple like thank you is can even say oh wow like he actually replied to me that's pretty cool it's engagement because if i if they know that i've replied today i will probably reply tomorrow eventually and you know what realistically not only has that built a relationship with these individuals but has also brought me more business 
What? Ooh. Ooh. All of a sudden. Money? What? Money? There's money? What? There's money involved in this? I thought it was all for fame. What? Yeah, there's money. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I, listen, there is this one girl on Instagram. She's been following me for quite some time. Gotcha. She shows endless amounts of love, endless amounts of support. She gives me tips and tricks. She really just genuinely cares. Right. She's an individual that has been on my journey for years now. I'd say a good four years. She messages me almost every day, whether it's a good morning or a, hey, Ed, I think you should post on your other account for your business because that's where she literally gives me like good advice sometimes. But, but by me responding, by me replying, by me having a genuine conversation with her, showing genuine interest, chapter four of how to influence <laughs> people, she also has brought me a lead. Not only one lead, she's brought me multiple leads now. Really? She's like, hey, Ed, I know someone that's moving to New Jersey. They're looking to for, uh, buy a house. Is she a realtor herself? She's not a realtor herself. Okay. Which is interesting, right? Very. She wants to bring me value in that way because I respond because I build a relationship with her. So just showing genuine interest, engaging with your community brings you crazy opportunities that you think wouldn't have come. And they do just by simply saying hello and thank you. You know what I think is really present in especially times of the social and digital age Hit me. is now we have this easy access to instant communication and instant gratification with hearts and likes and retweets and whatnot. Yet people get so deterred and scared because it is too easy. Like if I, like if I think, Oh, like my following is not big enough. I can't message this person. Like they're never going to say hi to me versus like if you're out in, out in the streets, it's a lot I wouldn't say people still communicate as well as they do on the streets, but that same kind of atmosphere is being, I feel like it's being brought to the social sphere, the space where people feel nervous, where like they don't feel worthy enough where they can reach out to somebody and be like, Hey, reaching out to somebody, there's, there's right and wrong ways to do it. Don't do it to self-serve yourself, but right. if you're going to do it, you no, know, have the confidence that you do and just be open and genuinely honest with the person. If they don't reply, don't take it to heart. I'm sure they have, uh, thousands of other reasons why they didn't get to your one message that day. Right. Absolutely. So just do the best that you can and work hard, be good at it, love what you do. And maybe one day you'll get to 41,000 followers as well. You will. Don't worry. Just follow me and I'll teach you how. <laughs> follow Ed. So with the show coming to a close, first of all, thank you so much for taking time on your rig rigorous schedule <laughs> to come meet with me. I'm glad you dress so comfortably. Very comfy. comfortably. <laughs> um, it's now towards the end of the show, and if there's anything that you would like to say, whether it's a message, whether it's a self-promotion, you want to plug something, anything you want to say, please do it now. First of all, thank you for bringing me onto your show. I fully support everything you're doing and this new endeavor Thank of you. yours. I'm here to help you in any way that I possibly can. You just did. Everyone everyone, <laughs> everyone listening and tuning in to this right now, big thank you for listening and taking the time to listen. I hope you learned a thing or two. I make sure that I provide as much value as I possibly can because I know it comes back tenfold. You give and you get. It's a normal process of life. It's a natural thing. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to expose myself and expose my voice to your audience. Again, I really hope that it helped at least one person. If I can help at least one person, amazing. It's all that matters. But you're the person that has brought that opportunity to, to the platform. So again, thank you. And today's a great day to be great, baby. A great day to be great. Yeah. And that's how we're going to sign off, everybody. <laughs> Have a great day, everyone. <laughs>